Yeah, I am on a hotspot though, so I, I don't know what this Wi-Fi is going to be like. Probably a bit whack. The drop back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello and welcome back to the Dropback Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis and joined today by Joe Costanzo. Hello, Slew. Matt Burns Peak. Hi, Slew. And superstar, lineman MVP and captain in his first ever game for the UCLan Rams in a 42-0 blowout. It's Dan Wilson. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing fantastic. I might have told a little lie there. It turns out the final score was actually 41 to nil, not 42. So I do apologise. That's impressive. You've led us astray. I have led you astray with my false information. I do apologise. Congrats, Tom. First experience in Uniball. Oh, it was a fantastic game. Just whole team gelled together. Everyone executed. Coaching staff was phenomenal. But yeah, just absolutely. Why are you answering questions like a quarterback? Have a bit. That's so dismissive. We're on to next week. On to next week, yep. What did it feel like playing against people that were the same size as you? They weren't the same size as me. No, no one's the same size. Nobody's the same size. He's 6'7". No one at Uniball is that big. I'm not saying that question. So my 33-year-old bloke tried to start on on me. So I told him that he was old enough to be my dad. Did that make him stop or make him intensify? No, I just walked away after that and continued to beat them. Uh, Fair enough. Nice. (laughs) Was that your first ever time playing 11 aside then? Yeah, because on the 19s football, it's all um, 9 on 9 and a bit shite. So, yeah. 11 11 football is so much better. So much more yeah, fun. Yeah. Why is that? More fun. Uh, more bodies, more tactics. More carnage. More tackles, yeah. More more carnage, really. It's really much more fun. Is it usually the line that you lose out on then in 9 v 9? So you lose yeah, two so, linemen? Yeah, you, so you just run with like a left guard, a centre, and a right guard. And then typically defensive teams will line up with two defensive linemen to three defensive linemen, depending on the front. I suppose that makes it difficult to, you know, run anything with a puller because <laughs> you just leave yeah. it. You're just like, right, he's straight at the ball if we don't block him. Yeah, it, it is a bit stupid, really. You kind of have to run um, like isolated blocking schemes, like just one-on-one blocking because otherwise it just doesn't work. Or loads of read option. Yeah, true. I suppose, yeah, you could do it like power or counterplay with a you are with a read option. You are very correct, Matt. When you're coaching the nine side uh, league next year, they're going to be in for a real shock. Oh, yeah. Load of read option. <laughs> Load of it. Love to see it. All right. So I think that's probably enough Britball talk now for now. Yeah, none of us watch fine. any Apart from Stan, none of us watch any games this weekend. Um, actually, actually, I don't know that. That's a wild assumption for me. Joe, did you go and watch any Britball this weekend? Oh, so I did, mate. All right. Well, it's worth a question. Did you watch any NFL this weekend, Joe? Yeah, loads. Why are you going to do them like that? That's... <laughs> <laughs> Halloween weekend, boys. Stan gets three sacks, starts throwing his weight around. That's a lot of weight. That's six foot seven equivalent in weight. weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> NFL. I think the biggest news out of the NFL is the two major injuries. We'll kick it off with the New Orleans Saints. Lost starting quarterback, Jameis Winston. I mean, he was playing his best game of the season so far. Mm. Super hyped up against the Bucs. Um, we could talk about the Bucs a bit, but I reckon we just put it down to, for some reason, they freak out whenever they play the Saints. So let's talk more about this Saints team. Um, Trevor Simeon played well. I mean, they basically just put, called a Drew Brees offense. How big a loss is this? And do they make a QB move before the deadline? Well, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't really think there's anything available Deshaun Watson. that would make him. Yeah, he's, he's not available, though, is he? Let's be honest. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, they've they've kind of shown in in uh, New Orleans that they can get by with that Drew Brees offense, right? Like, if there's any coach in the NFL that I want to like game plan on the fly or or specifically to certain players and, and make things that are radically different for different quarterbacks, it would be Sean Payton. So. They're in the be- they're sort of the best place team to have this problem. Um, I don't think they'll make a move. I think they'll probably ride out Trevor Simeon, to be honest. And I think maybe the defense was really good at the weekend and has played pretty good for a lot of a lot of the season. So I don't even necessarily know if they need to make that sort of drastic move on offense. Mm. Do we know when Taysom Hill's back? 
I don't. Mm. Uh, no, that'd be it. that'd be a no, Joe. What have you got? I was just says I was going to look up when he's back. He's uh, expected to clear concussion protocol for next week. Oh, it's just a little concussion. He'll be back in no time. Does he start? Do you reckon? I mean, right? Trevor Simeon played well, but I mean, the arm talent drop off from a starting level QB to Trevor Simeon was pretty apparent. Yeah, astounding. But then again, like I said, it goes back to they're kind of used to it, right? They basically had the same offense with Drew Brees for years and done fine. Um, Yeah, but Drew Brees isn't on the same level as Trevor. Sorry, Trevor Simeon isn't on the same level as Drew Brees. Very true, very true. But I mean, I I mean more like schematically, they're 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 in a position to be able to cope with it. They've been able to win without huge deep shots in the past. Yeah, but you don't need. You can get away with that when you have a quarterback who's outstandingly accurate, like Drew Brees. Like the windows get much tighter when you play against a condensed defense. Mm, Yeah, and Mm. Simeon won't be able to make those throws that Drew Brees could. Yeah, and that was the issue that we pointed out with the Saints like the last two years down the stretch that the field got tight on them mm. and they struggled to move the ball consistently. Hey, what though, they couldn't have signed Mark Ingram at a better time, like yeah. reuniting the Alvin Kamara with Ingram as their starting quarterback goes down, like puts them in a, a much better situation. So could they, if you could imagine like this had happened a week earlier before they, they traded for Mark Ingram, like I think the offense looks quite different. Um, it was it was good to see Ingram back with the Saints as well. I think it's, it feels like the place where he kind of belongs. No offense to you, Joe. Hey, he he loved it in Baltimore. He, he he's yeah, he was true. basically the hype man for a year. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. I'll be interested to see if he goes through the rest of the season injury free and how much they use him because I think he only well on the stats he only got like six carries on the day. Mm. So is he yeah, he, he carried the ball a lot early on. It seemed I've, I've seen to remember getting like three or four like touches, um, carries and receptions like in the first quarter, and he was doing the whole yeah, let's fucking go, guys. And he was like you said, doing the whole cheerleader hyping the team up. They've all said he's a great, yeah, he, he room is guy straight definitely away. a great locker room presence. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he had six carries, couple of receptions. He was involved. Yeah, it's just. The injury really sucks for the Saints because their defense is just getting healthy again. You know, mm. haven't port back a couple of guys. Quan Alexander's like played a few games in a row now, and that defense is like you said, Matt. Was it Matt Stan said the defense is really good? It was me. It yeah. was Matt. Able to get a lot of pressure with the front line, and they've got the dudes to hang out like man on man on the back end. Like Lattimore did a great job against yeah. Mike Evans. So there was the sort of team that could be a little bit frisky in the playoffs, but I don't know, without a consistent quarterback, you do worry like what their ceiling is. That's very true. I I, I do think, I mean, I, I didn't really have the Saints going deep into playoffs anyway before James's injury. I think now for sure, I can see them being a, a one and done candidate for the playoffs. I think they'll still get there, but I don't think that they'll be particularly active. In this I mean, it's, it's not really like James Winston was a superstar quarterback. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like he, he's been fairly inconsistent throughout the season, yeah. anyway. When we look back at the games, yeah. So I don't know. Like, if if they can get Taysom Hill back for for next week and he can start, then I don't see it that much of a significant drop off between the two. To be honest, now that we've 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 had seven games with the Saints, we can kind of see where they are. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this was. Unfortunately, the best game he'd been playing so far this season. I mean, other than the freaky Packers one at the beginning, way through, like, <laughs> yeah, and Norman, there's loads of touchdowns, amount of no, touchdowns no, and no passes. Yeah. And yeah. we were like, oh, yeah, they're fine. I'll just do this every week. And absolutely, they will not be able to do that every week. Yeah. Can I just um, jump in here with some breaking NFL news? Absolutely. The Tennessee Titans just signed a new running back. Any guesses is it who it is? I know, because I've just, yeah. oh, I've just God, had, they, they had him in for a medical. I didn't realize they brought him in. Yep, Adrian Peterson has been signed by the Tennessee Titans and he's now going to have 100 yards a game, but you just know it. Do you reckon, I reckon they'll still have uh, Jeremy McNichols as their starter. I don't think they're going to be, because you can't ride Adrian Peterson into the ground as much as they did with Derrick Henry. We'll, no tell you what, we'll, 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 get to that, we'll get to them in a minute. We'll, should we just finish off this stuff for the Saints? But hmm. cheers, Stan Rappaport, for that while we're going. You're welcome. So, ceiling with the Saints, what, into the playoffs, one... One game. I think, so. I think basically the same as it was before that. Before James got in, injured, if I'm honest, like maybe, maybe they could have made it a slightly deeper run in the playoffs. But I still 
wouldn't have had them anywhere near a, a playoff, uh, a Super Bowl contender, sorry, or anything like that. Not yet. Okay. Joe, Stanny, do you disagree with that? No, I'm, I think Matt's bang on there. I wasn't really, yeah, same on. I wasn't listening to him. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm looking up on the sleeper, just trying to grab up Adrian Peterson. Oh, you've done it already. Oh, I, mean, I, I was like, you know what? That would be a bad move. That would be a um, bad move for them. Oh, I can't drop Daniel Jones. It's today. too late. It's that too was... late. He's mine. Oh, oh Jones brought the call. Can, can oh, he's got him. Does it not allow that because he's podcasting to disrepute? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not much I can do about it now. To be fair, you slagged Joe. Oh, that's well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's happy with that. However, yeah, I don't. I think they're at best a one and done team in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you may be able to have the argument they'll be able to do like their normal offense, but yeah, losing deep there because looking at Breeze, Breeze was on the Manning cast last week, and he was. It just looked like mm. he was so angry at Jameis not being able to run the offense how they have run it in the past. We're doing it wrong. All right, so let's let's move on to the team that Stan just broke news about. Derek Henry out for the Tennessee Titans, maybe for the season. He might be back in January if they're able to make the playoffs, but mm. it seems like he's definitely going to miss the remainder of the regular season, which, I mean, that is a crushing blow for that team. Yeah, from, from one player that going down that didn't massively change the ceiling of one team, I think Derek Henry going down for the Titans basically KOs their season, if I'm honest. Um, I mean... They've been so inconsistent in all other aspects of their play, other than Derek Henry being outrageously good at running the ball. That I, I genuinely think has completely tanks the season for them. Yeah, and they did come back. And so I was just going to say that their whole when yeah AJ Brown and Julio have been able to really get involved is when like they're just able to run everything off their play action game and have Derek Henry mm-hmm. sitting there as a threat anyway. So. I'd be interested to see how it's going to work when play action is uh, is basically off the tables as much. Mm. I don't know if it'll be off the tables. You can still run. The passing game was better in the last couple of weeks, to be fair. There wasn't, like, especially this week against the Colts, it wasn't just play action because the Colts did a good job, like, not being gashed by Derek Henry without having to sacrifice, like, everyone to the box. That's a good defense. Colts do have a good defense, which. I mean, it's but this Titans team though did come down from two scores down with Derek Henry not putting up monster numbers, and again being slightly injured. So, if they're holding off t- Colts, who are probably their main rivals for making the playoffs, because neither of these two teams, are, I mean, they might both make AFC wildcard spots. Oh, no. That makes no sense. But the clearest way is to win the AFC South, and Carson Wentz is probably going to do his best to help them with that, right? Yeah, I mean, I still think they'll win the AFC South. I just think that they'll be a non-factor in the playoffs, if I'm honest. Like, I, I don't think whatever team comes out of the AFC South is go- is going to be risky in any way in the, in the postseason, like the way all of those teams have played. Um, and I think you're right. Like, even with this setback, Carson Wentz has just been so up and down and made some bizarre decisions on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, like, he's basically managed to throw three picks on shuffle passes now. Yes, yeah, which should be impossible. It's almost fucking impressive how he managed to do it. He was getting tackled. He thought, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm in the end zone. I'm gonna put it over to my. First of all, it was like a fake spike first. Yeah. Put it into his left hand and then just throw it. Uh, as he's been... when is Shut that ever up. gonna work? Like, what season is he in now? Must be in his sixth or something season. Yeah. When will he learn that sometimes it's okay to take a sack? If it's not I now, it's why never. I didn't want to take a sack in the end zone. Yeah, you're you're right, Joe. He's his type of thing was like you can see it going and something like rises up inside of like, you know what? I'm gonna go all Carson Wentz on this shit now. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> there were hmm. sparks. There were sparks. He looks like he's got a good connection with Michael well, Pittman. Yeah, he does. Do you fair? And, then, and then he threw the pick and then they managed to march down the field with a couple of dodgy calls. There was that helmet to helmet mm. and then the hugely underthrown ball that they got lucky on the PI for. So he got them back in the game and then throws another back-breaking interception in overtime. Rubble it back again. Bizarre. You, yeah, I mean, that that whole division's just been a bit shit, really, hasn't it? Outside of Derrick Henry, if we're honest. No one can really catch a break. No. This is just like the, the NFC East Moxie. all over again. From last yeah. year. Yeah. Like, the Titans could potentially pretty much lose every the rest of their games 
and still make the playoffs with how this division is is shaping up really yeah i mean with six wins possibly right i I, just... I feel the Colts are good enough to win like nine games this season it's just you got to get wenched at some point no one's consistent enough in that division to be able to I mean, I, I I think the Titans have probably done enough so far to put themselves as the as the leading candidate, but I just think they're all so unpredictable and could, they just yo-yo between being decent and absolutely trash. Yeah, so they grabbed it. They're like three games ahead now, I think, because of this win. Like how yeah. far they have to go. Yeah, exactly. Is there a chance that Henry is back in January? Like, do you feel like, oh, maybe he'll be a bit refreshed? Or it's like you don't trust him coming off an injury then. One of those old refreshing surgeries that you get where you yeah. come off a surgery. Give him a, bit, give him a bit of rest. I mean, if he's got fresh out legs, then maybe. Not amputating the entire bottom half of his body and replacing it. Your foot, though, you don't want to like rush maybe. back a foot um, injury. It's got a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of tiny little bones in there. That you, uh... mm. I mean, I don't know the specific part of the foot that got injured or anything, but it, it's one of those injuries. fracture, I think. Guessing it'll be a metatarsal fracture. Got to, got to be doing your research here. All right, Stan. Stan, you don't have a camera mate, and you're calling him out for yeah. <laughs> Stan piping in. Not my, my dodgy little to... portable camera that I plug into my laptop is a bit crap. A bit. You're a bit crap, Stan. You've disappeared. Fine, I'll say to... it. Whoa. No. <laughs> yeah, He's that's, an elite that's a bit rich. player. Joe, how many games? Did, how many games did you start at Uni Ball? All right, all right, all right. Let's, well, let's not get into who started how many games. Let's <laughs> let's not get all personal here. Let's all do a virtual handshake. Joe, you don't need to answer that question. <laughs> all right, mate. I can't tell on my camera. I'm very sorry. That's because <laughs> you're ashamed. Like you no, just can't face you... me like a man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we're done on the Titans. We're, we're done with that then. Yeah, while we're in the AFC East, can I just say that every we're time... We're not in the AFC East. Not AFC, sorry, uh, AFC South. Can I just say that every time Trevor Lawrence loses a game, he looks genuinely baffled at, at like what this emotion is of losing. And it's Yeah, but there's also... He's, there's very clearly times where guys are running the wrong routes. Because you throw a pick and you go like that, and there's nowhere... Yeah. And there's no receiver not in the what? area. You've got to assume someone's run the wrong route there. Someone's goofed. Yeah. Poor, poor guy, T's and P's. I don't know. I think the Titans like can maybe maybe get some wins. Like we've seen the AFC is is very topsy turvy right now. Like the Bengals just lost to bloody Mike White. Yeah, and the New York Jets. Weird, wasn't it? What's going on there? Mike White that actually played surprisingly well. Who's yeah? You know he's been in the league since twenty eighteen. Just just knocking him out, doing his own stuff. Yeah, he lost. He lost the QB um, competition to a guy, to Cooper Rush, who we'll get to later. Mental. Yeah, and that drafted by Dallas. Um, Mike White looked all right though. He did. It was all all right with Mike White. Yeah, did a good job of like sort of taking what the defense gave him. Like the biggest criticism mm. of Zach Wilson coming out was that he sort of he had so much time at BYU because he had a dominant O-line that he was able to sort of wait for guys to get open and then just rocket arm it. They had some pretty darn They had some pretty good receivers as well at BYU, right? Yeah, but he, yeah, absolutely. But he's just that good of a thrower that he didn't have to, and he didn't have to deal with the pressure. That's always going to be success. Mike White did a good job of like sort of taking the options available, waiting for the um, Bengals to back up and then giving it to the running backs when mm. they were open. But he yeah, mm. threw a nice few seam balls. Like an incredible number of one-handed catches from the Jets. It's like all their magic just hit at once. That was very odd, yeah. I mean, back, back to your point about the quarterbacks, though, Slew, I think it's so true that you know, Mike White just played much more sensible decision-making football than Zach, we've seen from Zach Wilson. And I wonder if it's one of those situations where you know Zach Wilson's got a really strong arm. You you want to you know let the fireworks loose and, and use it. But actually going back to a quarterback who's a little bit less talented in the arm department made the play calling a bit better and a bit more sensible. Um, like I said, they, they took what the Bengals gave them. They like game planned and play called a lot better than I think the Jets have for most of the season, to be Didn't honest. Did the play calling change that much from week to week? Or it was just, you know, it's it's more Mike White's decision to go to the, the running backs and the 
I've got to be honest, I don't haven't watched enough of every. Play you haven't analyzed every play from the Jets game. Not of the Jets, all the other thirty-one wow. teams. Wow. Okay, that's offensive. I'm sorry, the city of the city of New York. I'm offended for you on Slew's behalf. Yeah. On my behalf. Yeah. It is also. You're, you're... <laughs> do we have a curse? Like whenever we say someone's going to be a contender, they just lose the next week. Because we said the Bengals and the Cardinals. We were like singing their praises last actually, week. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Both teams can still be contenders. They can. They can lose a game and still be yeah, contenders. I, yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. But when we call just... them a contender from that point onwards, the next week, yeah, they just lose. As soon as we drop the c word, it all goes bad. Yeah. The the Jets like this is what they were. Supposed Sort of supposed to be, especially on defense. Like they were able to get real pressure up front. Mm. Like, and Joe Burrow was never able to get comfortable in the pocket. And when your offense with what the um, who are they? The Bengals have been with so many deep shots. Like that's not necessarily a consistent way of winning games. I mean, no. They still should have won this game. Like that, there was still the interception of Joe Burrow in the fourth quarter that basically killed them. But they were, yeah, yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's it'll be good for Zach Wilson to sort of be like, right, I don't have to play superhero ball every single time. Yeah, I do feel like there's a certain amount of like the Jets understanding where they were as a franchise in the early part of the season, understanding that Zach Wilson basically represented the only exciting factor for Jets fans to like latch onto this season. And I wonder if that influenced not only how he played ball, so how they tried to call things on offense. Like they've been, they've been yeah. so boring on offense. There's been no excitement at all. Oh, the play calling has been really conservative and just not helpful towards Zach at all. Well, they they they, they left Zach Wilson to get hit quite a lot. I feel in terms of with with route combinations that were deep route combinations. Like there was a, especially early on in the season, they left they left Zach Wilson to hang in the pocket for a long time for routes to develop. And I think that was partly because they were like, we're going to use his monster arm and air it deep and and really like get the splash plays. And I think they've they've sort of wound that back in recent weeks, and especially with uh, with White as well under center. Yeah, making that trade for Joe Flacco and his contract looking really smart though now, isn't it? Oh, not about that. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I mean, not only is Mike White going to be the future um, the starter on Thursday Night Football, Robert Salah was basically saying he doesn't know what the future holds. Which yeah, is like, might, might just be the guy now. <laughs> you know what? Want to see me do it? What are you going to do about it, boys? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was definitely quite hyperbolic from uh, Robert yeah, Salah yeah. in terms of like giving the young guy some confidence. But I think it is a fair point about Joe Flacco. Like, okay, he was signed with the really like, oh yeah, well, it's going to be an easy like start job for a few weeks while uh, while Wilson gets back to fitness, and then it's like, oh wait, no, third string. Oh, well, he's making a load of guaranteed money this year. I'm not sure Joe Flacco... Like, he didn't look particularly hyped to be back in New York. I don't think he's bothered. Joe Flacco doesn't really look particularly hyped ever. No. There's the playoffs, right, Joe? Yeah, I mean, even even when he won the Super Bowl, he didn't look particularly happy about it. Maybe he's like Ben Warasu Okoto. He just doesn't like the sport. Yeah, he loves golf. (laughs) Right. um, The Bengals side of it, though... Like, I'm not worried. Anyone else particularly worried about them as a sort of playoff caliber team? Yeah, not really. The Titans also lost to the Jets. Wait, so wait. (laughs) The Jets have beaten the Titans and the and the Bengals and the Bengals and lost to everyone that has a losing record. Yeah, yeah. They're also above Miami in the AFC East now, which is uh, yeah. Well, that one actually makes sense. Right. Well, going to be nasty this week. Well, they only have one offensive coordinator. Who doesn't call that great plays either? <laughs> hey, but he's on the Shanahan train. He must be amazing, Joe. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too worried about the Bengals, to be honest. As if when we say playoff contenders, though, I think historically the Bengals haven't really won playoff games, so I think they're probably one and done in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, at least they sort of seem like. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they. It seems like a different sort of Bengals. Like they're not just boring and vanilla. They've got a bit of personality and sort of something to build towards, though. Got a bit about them, don't they? Yeah, they do. But I don't think they're going to win any playoff games this year. Personally, I've got to be honest. The AFC is going to be. I've got no idea how to predict it when we get to the playoffs. No, 
everyone's taking turns of being really good and really shit. Don't know what's going on. It's just not really a conference, really, is it? Wow. Okay. I don't, well, don't necessarily. Stan, Stan really woke up and chose violence today. He the did. Those are a good team. Yeah. No, relative, really to, relative, relative to the NFC, though, the uh, the AFC is objectively not as good. Really? I don't know if that's true, sir. Are you just saying it was because the, the Cardinals are in it? No, you can take away the Cardinals, and the NFC is still a very, very strong conference relative the to the Cardinals, AFC. The Cardinals, the Packers, the Bucks, Bucks the Cowboys. Yeah, I would say there's less teams with like the issue with the AFC is that they all seem to have a glaring weakness right now. Where it's like that's true. Baltimore's glaring weakness is injuries. Um, gunshots. The Cincy's haven't been able to run the ball particularly well. The Chargers can't stop the run, and they're calling weird ass play. In fact, the Chargers came off a bye week with all this talk. The media loves Brandon Selly. He's like, oh, we're gonna do a lot of self scouting ourselves, and they come out and. Um, basically called the exact same offense that has been causing them issues on first and second down a lot of short balls like yep. condensed fields that they really need to be able to spread the field more right yeah they what they came out of the bye and just ate a dingle breed it was very very disappointing what they what they put on offense against uh, new england to be honest i was not very happy with that you've got justin herbert is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league i can use him a bit more how about Make that his strengths That's- a bit you know Exactly. Mm. It's like this Joe Lombardi offense. It makes sense when you've got a Drew Brees under center who's going to like decipher quickly and then hit a guy shallow or the open guy on close passes. Why not utilize having one of the best arms in the league? Exactly. Makes no sense. And the fact that all these condensed formations, basically, the Patriots played Miami's like amoeba front so often, like so many creeper blitzes that they don't know who's coming because you can put all the linebackers in the same position. Yeah. Because you know, if you don't spread them out, at least occasionally, you don't know who's coming. Like a linebacker doesn't have to walk up over the slot; they can all sort of mill around the middle. Yeah, exactly, and just makes life a nightmare to to be able to call call a good pass protection. It's, it's it's so weird. Like I would have thought that against New England of all teams, no, I mean New England and Miami are the two teams that like to do those sort of fronts most often. You can basically. Not really, ta- not quite take it out of the game, but make it a non-factor by just spreading your pieces out more. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's not like the Chargers are lacking talent to be able to do that with. They have plenty of playmakers that they could easily spread out and play, you know, a four wide or something like that. And for whatever reason, they just decided not to do it, which is very strange. And this is also a New England team like that just lost their best best corner and Stephon Gilmore just traded him away. I mean, J.C. Jackson's had a decent season, but. I mean, I, they're not they're not a threat. It's not like their secondary is so good you you don't have that sort of luxury and you want to keep it all close. Yeah. And you just can't rely on having really good third down conversion rates. Like, mm. teams are better when you can get first downs on first and second down. Yeah. Like, exactly. Stop trying to make everything so hard for yourself. And on the defensive side of things, I'm all right with you being weaker against the run than the pass if like you want to put your priorities in the, the stop explosive plays. Like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to stop the run a little bit. Like they're bordering on it yeah. being a real, real problem. I'm all for like bend don't break defenses, right? In terms of like, yeah, we'll give we'll we'll give them the the run until we get into the into the red zone. But like you said, that it's just it's getting almost embarrassing now for the Chargers, like how much of a huge weakness that is. Um it's getting to the point where I think they need to start thinking about sacrificing some of their nickel and dime packages and stuff in favour of stacking the box um, and being a little bit more proactive or, in that sense. Or even just becoming more of just a traditional gap sound defence. Mm. Staley might have to eat a bit of humble pie here and change the way he does things, perhaps, like in the way he runs his fronts, because whatever he's doing at the moment just isn't working. Yeah. Either that was going to be a big draft for them. Yeah. Because they're going to yeah. need to find some dudes that can do that. And those aren't necessarily the most valuable dudes in terms of draft picks like you can get those guys in day two so it's absolutely salvageable by next year yeah you need to be more explosive on offense and you just need they need to be better against the run you you have to be 100 percent. yeah it's it's just like i said it's like it's one of those again they're one of those teams with a glaring weakness and teams are too well-rounded nowadays like to be able to exploit that that you can't afford to just have one thing you suck at 
because people will game plan and have the capacity to to completely expose it. Exactly. I mean, Stan was right at the beginning of the season. It looks like the Patriots might make the playoffs. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Matt Jones is throwing further and further downfield every single week, it seems. Yeah, he's got to 10 yards now. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it says something when he's got a further average depth of chart target than Justin Herbert does in the game. That's yeah, ridiculous. That is so stupid. He's a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. He is, he is a good quarterback. His fair. face is bleeding every single week, though. I don't understand how that's... Like, he keeps ending up on, with blood on his shoulder pads. How does, how does your face bleed when you wear a face mask, a face cage even? I don't understand. Chronic nosebleeds. Do you remember JJ Watts? I, I, I still don't understand it unless like, unless people are like gouging your eyes or something whilst you're on the floor. They pop in spots between plays or something. <laughs> There's nosebleeds when he gets nervous. Yeah. It's like Willie Beeman, except not showing. Nose. I mean... You don't want to see the uh, Patriots look good. Matt Judon looked really good. He's a good player. Which Joe said he would be a good player. Joe Joe rates Matt Judon. Obviously he does. He was an expert more pass rusher who are always good. Yeah, we go through a lot of them. But they are. Yeah. They do tend to be good. Yeah, Matt Matt Judon's a good player. Um, I'm not surprised, to be honest. So I'm happy for him. Got got paid the bid bucks. Yeah. The Patriots is basically just Foster's home for imaginary kids, but in terms of like people that have gone elsewhere and not fulfilled their potential, and they go to the Patriots and they're good again, and then they leave and they're not very good. I'm not sure Matt Judon never fulfilled his potential. It's just what the Ravens do. They just like to cycle their pass rushes because they're like, so good yep, at finding them. It's like, yeah, we're not going to pay you. We're going to find someone who can do exactly what you can do, but it's for a hell of a lot yeah, cheaper. But... Whilst you go off and make money somewhere else. Yeah, like when when you're producing like around the like ten sack mark, it's not like. It was good, but it was it was never like elite, and he's asking for elite money. Then yeah, I'm not surprised that you know. Yeah, in a on a, on a defense like stats sacks aren't the only stat that matters. And he's a very good run defender too. Like yeah, yeah, but to... you don't you don't pay a guy elite money to be a run defender like elite yeah. edge rusher. You've got to be able to get pressures consistently. Yeah, pressure consistently, have... but not not at the expense of being essentially able to fill a gap and seal seal your responsibilities. But yeah, if you're elite, you should be good You're able to do both. Well, yeah, he is. Get you no, a man. No, was, no I don't think anyone was saying that he wasn't I good at you, both. I Stan's think Joe was just saying today. that he wasn't. Yeah, it's no, it was, he beat up a gut, beat up a load of guys. Yeah, he got in a fight with like, a thirty-three-year-old. No, I think he's hard. <laughs> well. We won, so that's, that's true. Oh, yeah, well, I am hard, so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the final backup quarterback that won is Cooper Rush of the Dallas Cowboys against a very anemic looking Minnesota Vikings team. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings first drive was like, right, we're just going to take these one on ones on the outside all, all day. And there was like, oh, this is a closer game than we thought. Let's throw short of the sticks every single play. Yeah, let's completely shit the bed. Like everything about that that Vikings performance was a little bit cowardly, wasn't it? Really. Mm. If you play like losers, you'll end up being losers. Kirk. Mm. Wow. It's it's the, play, the play calling. I re- yeah. It's like two ends of the spectrum. Like Callum Moore knew that to win with a backup quarterback, you got to do some funky shit, and they did like they did they did like that double pass. Cedric Wilson with the arm. Yeah, he, he should get a, a few reps at quarterback if Dak's out again next week. Mm. Like some wild cut package. But yeah, like Minnesota Vikings, like, oh, we if we if we just play safe, we'll win the game. And they may not have had Dak, but the Cowboys are too talented across the board. You've got to be ballsy. You've got to be ballsy. Yeah. You can't just like I'll be like, oh yeah, we're gonna win. They don't have their quarterback. You've got to go and actively seek the victory rather than just sitting back and be like, ah, if we play okay, we should win. Yeah, and the, I think that's been the Vikings' issue sort of for the last since they made the NFC Championship in 2017. They've sort of just been treading water. Like they've always had good teams and good players, and because Mike Zimmer's there, good defenses. But you can't be treading water in holding the back. You can't be treading water in the entire. You got to dive in the pool and you got to swim as hard as you can, otherwise you're going to drown. Or you just got to get out. Just get out of the pool. Or just get out of the pool, dry yourself down, and just go again. Jump back in. Yeah, jump back in. 
Well, they are going to jump back in because they're on the hook for like 20 odd million from Kirk Cousins again next year. They are indeed. Yeah, that's a, that's a tasty, uh, it's a tasty sum. And Kirk Cousins is basically like, what are they going to do after that? Because in 2022, his contract will be up. Sorry, 2023, because 2022 is next year. He'll only be 34. Like, he's always played sort of at an above average level. It's like a more expensive Andy Dalton was for the Bengals. Like, yeah. You, they, I mean, they did. Who, who was it they drafted this year? Callum Mond. Is Callum Mond ever going to be that guy? We don't know. Callum Mond has the tools. He just needs the training. So he's very, very raw. Yet to be seen, really. Like, you just. You can't make a verdict on him yet because he's he's definitely got the skill set and the tools to be an NFL quarterback. It's just the mental side of the game that he needs to really work on. That's the tough part. It is the tough part. The brain pitch. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys winning away in prime time against a team that has played. Well, they played the Cardinals close. They played the Titans close. Like this Minnesota Vikings team, all they do is lose close games against good teams because, like I said, they play really conservative conservatively but this is a really good win for the cowboys right yeah i mean i i'll be honest i i uh when i heard that dak was out i completely jumped shit as fast yeah. as i possibly could and uh said Followed they were going to right overboard mate i did straight away um but yeah i mean fair play to the cowboys i i genuinely was like oh without dak they're gonna be fucked but he said they spice things up play calling wise on offense and they were helped out by some Terrible, pretty uninspired general play by Vikings, um, and yeah, got the job done. That's that's a big win for them because that's that was a that could that had the potential pre kickoff to be a a really tough break for for the Cowboys. Yeah, and the other piece of big news breaking this week is for the team that we all we just forgot to mention as an NFC contender, the LA Rams. I mean, I've got no interest in talking about what they did against Houston Texans because that's not a real team, so it doesn't count. Hold on, you. But going out, getting Von Miller for two second-day picks and then and then tweeting a gift saying, we're all in. I mean, that was baller, they very much are right now. Like Anything less than a Super Bowl win is a disappointment. For is, is two second-day picks all in, though, when we're talking gambling terms here? Well, when they don't have, when they don't have a first-round oh, pick. I, yeah, I forgot they're the Rams. No, all in turning, turning up to a casino in London, just whacking £100 on the table and walking back up 10 seconds without it. Wow. That was a very inside joke, but yes. Pow, pow. Too specific almost to be made up. Pew, pew. indeed. But yeah. I love that the Rams are doing this, though. I think that's absolutely yeah, I like the right thing too. you should do. Like, go and get Stafford. Like... Fuck it, we'll add some more talent. Why not? We'll make a bet. We'll make our already good team even better at a time when other teams are coming down with injury problems and things like that. Like, hundred percent, I think it's the right move to be ultra aggressive and seize the opportunity they've got. I know what the Rams are doing. They're cool. They say you know what you like. I like what the Rams are doing, and I, I know what they're doing. They're adding players to try and win a Super Bowl. That's exactly what they're doing. Well, good spot, Stan. Thank you, Matt. Are the Rams with the Von Miller trade? Are they the favourites in the NFC? No, possibly no. Why not? Is Von Miller the difference between them beating the Cardinals? And would they also then beat the Packers Packers, as well? That Packers win on Thursday night football was impressive, seeing as they're going out there with their top three receivers. Yeah, it was also kind of bullshit. That that last play was just. Oh yeah, when AJ Green's controller went off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly that one. That was so odd. It was what so was bad. That? It's like we're in, we're in field goal range. We only take three points. Oh, well, let's make throw an easy fifty-fifty ball mm. to the back of the end zone, like a back shoulder fade, and then his remote just dies. That was so yeah. odd. It was just the commentators' reaction as well. Was just kind of like, what's what has just happened? Why why is also, though, if you're going to throw a back shoulder fade and you're going to isolate a guy, why would you not isolate D-Hop rather than AJ Green? There's a better one on the other side. Yeah, right? especially yeah. when um, Jahir Alexander's out as well. Exactly. Who on that Packers team is matching up one-on-one? Well, to be in fair, fact, he, targeted, in the, uh, in the league. he targeted someone who they picked up off the practice squad like that week from the Cardinals. So, uh, I can't remember the quarterback's name, but there was a whole story about it. He got picked up by the off the Cardinals practice squad. 
this this season and that was his like first game starting basically so it's it's not like he was targeting a, a superstar yeah exactly yeah what i'm saying is if you're moving it to isolate a single guy like yeah once once you've got that match up there you have you go after that that guy that's again aj green but if you're like scheming up a formation so if one guy's going to be isolated one-on-one like do it with d hop right yeah i mean surely like the one who's like renowned around the league for being almost uncoverable at jump balls at times like if you want to if you want to try that play try it with the dude who's fucking exceptional at it not to say that aj green's not a good receiver but there's clearly a better option right was all Douglas, was it, Joe? Yeah, that's the one. He used to be at the Eagles. He actually got bare picks. Like, he got, like, that's the one thing he's good at, is, <laughs> like, defending picks. that sort of play. Yeah, he was a starter, then yeah. he ended up on the practice squad in Cardinals, and now beats the starter again. But fair play to the man. But, yeah, he's a, big, he's a big dude, actually, for a corner. Like, a tall, lanky guy, especially the, that type of guy you want to be defending fades at the goal line. AJ, AJ Green's still a... Like, yeah, AJ Green still him, should though. have like, completely like, screwed him yeah, over. Yeah, you're right, you're right. After all this thing we're saying, like, it still should have been a touchdown. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it's a huge win for the Packers, though, because it just means that the likelihood is that with that win over the Cardinals, there's a good chance they end up with the number one seed and the Rams and the Cardinals may have to go into Lambeau in winter and deal with that cold weather. Chili freeze. That's a home field advantage. That yeah. is a massive home field advantage. But like, it's one of those things where people talk about home field advantage in the playoffs being a big factor. But like, Lambo is actually where it is a massive like advantage to, to be able to have that sort of have that set up and, and be able to be accustomed to it. Yeah, and just the the amount of decibels that stadium must hit during a playoff time as well. It's loud. It's real loud. Yeah. All right. Um, so the rest of the matches, was there anything that really caught your eye? I mean, you're right. I mean, you've meant you mentioned the Jags losing again, Trevor Lawrence looking bad. Gina Smith, though, I mean, you mentioned Matt on the group chat. He, he threw some balls. Gino Smith threw a couple of I mean, Grant, he did he did do some stupid shit as well, but you know, Gino gonna Gino. Um, but there were a few, there were a few very nice passes from Gino Smith. I mean, not not so much as going to shake. He's going to put himself in like a p- position for getting a starting job on a different team or anything ridiculous like that. But I was just quietly impressed. Yeah, it might be the type of thing that he get, he gets himself a backup job for the next few years. Yeah, like, oh, he can come in and do a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Or he ends up on like a a, a a Washington or a or a Denver, where it's like, oh, you know, you can be part of the QB battle and still end up second or third. At what yeah. point does Baker Mayfield bench himself for a couple of weeks so that he doesn't lose out on his contract while playing injured? It's a tough one because, like, uh, it was one of those. There was that hit where he got smacked late into the into the sideline and then got up and was like, like hyping up the crowd and stuff. And I absolutely loved it. But then at the same point, I was also like, "But this man is very injured. Like, you should be." someone should probably be uh, talking to him a little bit about his personal safety at this point because he's playing on injuries that people shouldn't play on and should rest rest on and it's going to impact his long-term future be it that of the Browns or be that elsewhere. He's he's not going to to be honest, to ask a starting quarterback to bench themselves when they technically can go out there just is unrealistic. It's, it's up to the coaches to actually, if it's impacting his game, to pull him out. If I'm his agent, I'll tell him to stop playing for a couple of weeks. Come back whenever they play, like, the Texans or the Lions or somewhere like that. <laughs> Stat pad. Um, I mean, I think realistically, the Browns have been a bit of a weird one this season to call in terms of, like, again, lack of consistency. I mean, if they find themselves in a situation where they're not realistically going to make the playoffs, then I think they have to make that decision to just shut him down for the rest of the year. But the thing is that they're still in the hunt so much as that I don't think that's going to come early enough. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be a shutdown for the whole year. It may just be like, right, just get healthy. It may take a week or two. Yeah. And we've seen that Case Keenum can sort of carry the load a little bit for a short time. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just it's a, a coach's surgical decision. Backup. Yeah, it's got to be a coach's decision, doesn't it? Have they had their buy already, Cleveland? I can't remember if they have or not. No, oh, they've no, played I don't think eight they have. So, I mean, so that'll be... That could help them out massively. I mean, they're, they're a team that's been up and down in terms of injuries throughout the first half of the season, really. They had that week where all the running backs in the world were injured, apart from Dionis Johnson. who also scored again this weekend, so fair play. Mm. But, yeah, they need some time to get healthy as a team, but definitely they can make it up. Absolutely. Anything else from this weekend? Um, just trying to... I, I'm, I'm starting to feel quite sorry for, uh, for Dan Campbell. And the Detroit Lions. I, I oh think, yeah, so am I, I think actually. it's started to become apparent how much of a shit show that franchise is right now in terms of the players they have. Mm. And I, I think when he took the job, it, I think people knew it was going to be a project. I think it's started to become very apparent how much of a fucking project that's going to be. Yeah, this was like a game they must have had circled oh. as we can win this one. Yeah, or as like at least keep it close, right? And they got absolutely bullied for the entirety of the game, like. It was a mercy the final whistle going, if if we're honest. Weird because they they have actually had close games with like quite tough competition throughout the season as well, and yeah, right, yeah, like they've they've almost been unlucky to be you know winless so far, really in a lot of ways. I don't know if it's because it's like the first game they had that there's any any sort of pressure on them because they're playing at home in a game that a lot of Detroit fans probably had them winning because how bad Philadelphia been this season. Yeah, but yeah, they they just got blown out of the water. Like the Eagles ran all over them, which begs the question: why they haven't been bloody running the ball until Miles Sanders gets goes down? But yeah, that's very that, true. That's a that's a different matter. I'm sure you you're glad that you picked up uh, Kenny Gainwell, Matt, and they decided to. Oh yeah, look, it's Jordan Howard. Remember him? That was ten out of ten fuming on that. To be honest, like I, I'm I'm kind of glad that I was away for the uh, the live stream last week because I was gonna to do a. I was going to suggest some Eagles running backs. And as you can see, I leaned more towards Kenny Gainwell and that just blew up massively in my face. So it didn't go well, did it? Did not go well. It was so infuriating. It was like, oh, it was a tough Eagles rushing touchdown, but for who? Not man. Yeah, it, it didn't make any sense. Like, how did Kenny Gainwell for being the, the number two back when Mal Sanders was there? For Mal Sanders being out and now he's behind Boston Scott That's and Jordan Howard. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. It was just, I mean, I feel like it was out of spite to me, but yeah, won't dwell on it. Um, okay. Do you want to hear, hear the game pick results? Yeah, yeah. I can do it. I think no, you, I'm, I'm looking again. at your picks. You've hit you've hit full on panic stations. Yeah, I I uh, fully just went against the grain. I mean, I basically have to do that from every week at this point. Although gotcha. there were there were some like the all the games that could have. Like, I'm not going to get into it, but. It annoys me. <laughs> like, how did the Jets win? Like, oh, so stupid. There's some anger boiling under the surface there. Okay, so we're going to go with this. I'm not sure. The issue is, I'm not sure how we're going to structure it because obviously, we've had Dylan join the team, which we're very grateful for, and we're going to integrate him in. The yes, box. love it. We may have to. We should restart. Point, yeah, I was going to say we may have to convert convert it to winning percentages. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, but after a few weeks, we might do that. So, Dylan, I don't have his um, picks from last week because Stan didn't add him to the drop back thing quick enough. So, but he's got a photo of them somewhere. So we'll to be fa- to right, to be fair to me, I got back from my game about half four and I added him to the spreadsheet before the five o'clock deadline. So that's very kind of you. Okay, so it means in last place is Dylan. He went six and eight on this week, and we, to be fair, we all sort of struggled this week. Mm. So, out of the ones that have the full slate of games, in sixth place, I think you can guess by now, is Joe Costanzo. There he is. Six, 69 and 51. Nice. 69, though, Joe. Nice. Very in nice. fifth place, yeah, is Matt. Fuck me. With 76 and 44. So, it's seven games, Joe. If you claw back a few each week, you don't have to get it all in one week. Matt is catchable. Look at him. Do you know what I, have so I don't want to, I'm not aiming for fifth place, Lou. Oh, you're aiming for it all. That's why you're so Back, back yourself. Time. Back your football genius rather than picking stupid things that aren't going to happen. Okay. In third place is Daniel Muller, 77 and 43. 
No, Who's I'm in fourth? I've fallen too far. Well, there's a, there's a tie. So, oh. I mean, you're technically fourth, Joe's technically fifth, but... Oh, I you could have said that sounds I, I, I read upwards and it, the numbers confused me, but the records are all the same and the order's the same, so you bloody live with it. 78 and 42, Alex Voice-Joyce. He's good. Which means in tied first at 79 and 41 is myself and Stan. Although, Matt, if the Giants win tonight, because that's yeah. who you picked, you you went rogue. You went Giants against the Chiefs. Yeah, I did. You got to tied third. Fucking gone, boys. Gone, G-men. Or Matt, Joe might be able to claw one back from it. I'll take that. Why did you go with the Giants? I've just got a feeling that something's something's amiss in Kansas. Something, something's something's not right. Is it all the angry it's fans? Play to you, Matt. I, I like your um, I like your boldness, but yeah. there's something in the water. Something in the water. All right, so that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out all of our socials at the Dropback on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, thedropback.com for articles. Check out our live stream as well on Thursday at the aforementioned social medias. All of them, they're all there from about 6:30. I've been Sam. I've been Joe. I've been Matt. And I've been Stan. And until next time. The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Fighter jet just went past my fucking window, apparently. <laughs>